Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to That's Crazy Cast. This is a show where we talk about relationships, strange behaviors, things that don't make sense to us, a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and anything else that makes you want to say, it's crazy. Now, just as a reminder, this is an unscripted, uncensored show. So for those reasons, this may not be suitable for everyone. With all that said and done, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. For those return listeners, thank you very much. I appreciate all the love. For those of you who are new to this endeavor, I am your host, Matt Hamity. On today's episode, I am joined for the first time, the host of Adding Context. Everyone, welcome. Michael, how are you? Not bad. How are you? All right. So this time, I know I hit record. I'm going to stop doing this. Um, and it kind of defeats that. So I'm not even going to redo it. But we were talking. I did mention that your name is close to Michael Bolton on the first go around. Very close. Yes. Close enough that you can easily make the reference of the office space. Uh, loving his music. And I actually, I don't really feel like going back into this. So <laughs> right now, this is just going to be between you and I. But um, what, 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 what we did talk about is uh, how, and this is not a new topic. This is an older topic, getting old and not understanding today's society and uh, some of uh, some of the media that's out there. Um, I've, I think I've said before that I work at a factory, so there's a lot of people coming in, uh, different backgrounds, uh, and they have different likes. And some of the stuff that I hear them listening to, they well, first of all, I was, I grew up like even if you don't like someone that you haven't met, you show everyone respect until you know they don't show respect back to you. Exactly. Uh, Nowadays, um, they don't really care. They're all about me, 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 me. So there are numerous times where I'll be in the locker room, I'll be somewhere else, and they'll be blasting you know, their type of music. And like I said, you, you're more than welcome to listen to whatever you want. But if, you know, it's, if you're in a public area, I, I would default to being private first. Um, and then share it with everybody, but not, not today. You know, they're, they'll be listening to like mumble rap or something like that, where not only can I not understand what the artist is saying, but if I ever find out what they're saying, I never un- understand the message behind it. It gets so complex and meanings of things. It may just because I'm old and I don't want to learn new things. <laughs> uh, but that's, uh that's where it is right now and the other thing is speakerphone i don't why why is the default speakerphone for certain people i i've i wondered that myself i mean i think you nailed one very key point and that's the aspect of respect and or lack thereof nowadays i think a lot of our current societal issues have to do with the lack of respect of of people's selves of even you know family especially the elderly, people that are older, maybe a little wiser. I'm of that same vein that you are, that it's you treat people with respect until they give you a reason not to. And I, I don't judge people by, you know, the way they look or the way they act for the most part. 
it's really give me a, give me a reason not to be a fan of yours and, and then it's a different story yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> yeah it's uh like i said i i was i grew up i'm gonna be 38 next month so i'm not old old but you know compared to the way people technology advance i um, i'm an old fogey um but yeah i i grew up into the mindset of all your elders treat them respect teachers parents other kids parents uh you know uh, other your friends parents things like that if they say you're in trouble or stop it you stop you don't say well fuck you you're not you're you don't have control of me i'm my own person you yep. know i'm going to do what i want which is kind of uh, what we're heading into where yeah there's no respect i think that's where we are now i grew up in in an apartment complex and you know it was the mentality that when you were had some tight friends it was you go to their house and if you were fucking up you knew that their parent most likely their mother was going to stick your foot in your ass or their foot in your ass and it, it's just how it was and my mother wouldn't have cared if if Something came down the pipe, and my mother found out that another parent, you know, gave it to me for whatever reason. She wouldn't question it. She knew that I did something wrong, and it was just that simple. Um, and I understand that it's a it's a completely different world than it was, you know, 30, 35 years ago. I'm hitting forty four next month, and I'm a much different parent than I think I was or would have been brought up with. Um, but it's um, there's there's a lot of differences between the society we grew up in and the society that society that <laughs> we scratch that and we'll erase that later. <laughs> no, no, we keep it there. Like uh, we're we, we were both on one strike for mistakes. So <laughs> I, I tell people try to get in a quiet place, but sometimes those background, hey, the cat walked in and stepped on my keyboard, or, you know. Or your wife walks in, going, what are you doing outside? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm, Be quiet, woman. I, I, this is men talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I was trying to elaborate or at least articulate something to the fact that we're definitely a different society than we were as we grew up, um, mostly because of technology. So I think our ideas of how we you know, teach our kids what's right and wrong and, and interact with people is going to be vastly different, but there's still that common thread of comes down to respect and, and I just don't see it as prevalent as I would like to. And another issue is the uh, issue topic of discipline. Um, I, I don't think uh, like, People associate discipline with abuse, and it's not the same. Um, I, once again, I grew up, you know, being disciplined. You know, if you did something wrong, you would you would get it. You know, you wouldn't be uh, surprised if, um, you know, your teacher hit you with a ruler or something like that, or it grabbed you. Yeah, I grew up with, uh, I went to a Catholic school, and so there was uh, nuns there, and, you know, I... I had I I thought I had it easy. My grandfather would tell me, yeah, they won't even allow you to write with your left hand because, you know, that's whatever the devil's work or whatever. Right. So they would literally crack you with a with a ruler. Uh, well, I've I've done my fair share of screwing up as a kid, and you know, my response typically was, you know, every once in a while, depending upon the severity of my screw up, 
the belt was uh, the recommended or proved disciplinary action. And I had a belt with a metal belt buckle, the Incredible Hulk, and I'll never forget it till the day I die. I'm sure I have the Incredible Hulk still imprinted on my ass for a couple of things that I've done. Um, so yeah, it's there. There's a big difference between disciplining your kid and and abusing your kid. Um, and I think that getting away from understanding really what disciplining is, and and there's a way to discipline with a little bit on that corporal punishment side as we knew growing up. But you know, I'm a retired police officer, so I've I've dealt with abuse. I've dealt with kids thinking or people thinking there was abuse, and there clearly wasn't. Um, and it's hard to really. Sometimes it's hard to, to split that hair, and other times it's it's quite clear. But I think because we've gotten away from, or are not necessarily gotten away from, but allowing the kids to dictate how they're going to be disciplined, I think that's kind of created some of this lack of respect that we have. Um, before I go on, and let's see how I can uh, transition, The I have another guest that um, uh, is coming on. Hopefully I can uh, come in nicely. Let's see if I can figure out how to allow him in here. Um, this this goes also into my being old and not really knowing what's going on. <laughs> so Zoom must have Damn made technology yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah, Zoom must have made uh an update and I'm trying to figure out how to get him into the show. All right, I'm not sure if he's showing up or not cuz actually I have He was there for a second, now he's gone. Right. Um but I know Maybe he, not. Well, if you hear a third voice, you know, <laughs> I let you know. But right now I see he's muted. Um yes, this is very professional, you know. This no mistakes here. <laughs> Living and learning in this technological age that we live in. Don't know how to add him. You wanna just start it over with, with him in it? Um <clears throat> hold up. This way don't have to worry about anything getting chipped up or lost and messed up. Yeah, if you don't mind. Not uh, at all. I might me, I'm, <laughs> I'm still learning this whole process myself. <laughs> all right, so I'm not sure. Let me. I'm going to end the meeting and start it back up and see if that Ch- does. Can you hear me? Oh, there oh, we go. I, I can hear you now. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> Is it because you had it on mute? No, not that dumb. What happened <laughs> was uh, I kind of try not to use zoom so it always tells me to join with my computer audio which i'm like i'm using my microphone and you know long story short i'm an idiot so <laughs> um so I don't, I don't know how much of this you heard well first of all there's already been a recording well pretending to record an episode in 10 minutes and say nope i i i am uh not recording then um i hear background sound then we try to add you try to figure it out but with all that said and done I can hear you now. I, I'm assuming you can hear both of us. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> for 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 those of you who don't know, I we have just been uh, added to the chat of Metaroll Thief, the host of Flapping Gums podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. 
Um, for Thief, uh, I also have Michael. Um, close enough to Michael Bolton, but that's not his name. Uh, so uh, we're we're talking about just being old in general and um, not understanding today's technology. And this is a perfect uh, example of thinking I know technology and not really knowing it that well. But the show well, will go on. <laughs> I have one immediate question and uh that's michael bolton is your mob name mikey Sachs? no it is not and it's not even really close to bolton it's just a lot longer than that my last name is bolton but if you jake out that middle syllable people kind of drop in for the last 35 or so years i've been having my balls busted and connected to michael bolton yeah. i think mikey Sachs is a pretty cool name not for nothing as a saxophone not in i wish i could play the sax I, I can only play the skin flute myself, but that's wow. different. <laughs> um, sorry to hear that. I mean, hey, each your own. So, I mean, beautiful music is beautiful music, right? <laughs> that's yeah, right. So, to your uh, to your topic, I totally get what you're saying. Something like TikTok is something I don't understand how to engage with it. Like, I look at it, and I'm like, people like this. I don't get it. Yeah. I I um I don't contribute to it. I'm just one of those. Lur- I think we talked about this before. I'm just a lurker. I'm on the outside looking in. I'm there are definitely some creative people on there, but I don't make anything. I every once in a while I will chat with whoever, make the video, whatever. But I don't. Uh, I still will spend hours just scrolling through because it's it's just so um, endless. You know where yeah. like your Instagram or Facebook, you pretty much have a set list of people that you can view their stories where on TikTok, or I'm sure there's others like it, but just not as popular. You, you can keep scrolling as, until you get tired or your phone dies, you know, the, uh, that proverbial rabbit hole. And it is deep. <laughs> and I agree. There's, there's some very good content. There's, there's stuff that I've seen that's pretty comical and, and you can clearly see people have talent. But a lot of it is just to me is just nonsense, and and as you are, I'm a, I'm a lurker for most of the social media stuff I pop on. I, I don't really interact too much as far as putting my own content up, but I'm definitely a lurker in that aspect. And it's also, you know, if as we're speaking, we feel out of touch. If you're a you know quote unquote out of touch person, it's like one of those things where you may be able to appreciate it, but for you to consider your own content. Maybe your brain doesn't work that way because I look at like TikTok, a micro platform like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think of things like that. Or maybe I do. And I'm never like, oh, I should post that. I think it's a matter of I think you're right. It's just different aspects of creativity. I mean, I'm using my podcast as my creative outlet, um, at least one of them. So I think you nailed it right there. It's, It's just it's just different ways that people are expressing themselves, which I'm all for. And I, yep. I wholeheartedly support it. And that's why some people are dominant on certain social platforms and have no presence in others. Right. It, Cause I mean, while it's not completely this way, there's a lot of, at least what I see and everyone's going to see different depending on the algorithm that they use for you. But the majority of what I see are, people copying trends. So somebody will come up some with something and then you'll see 50 different versions of the same track, the same dance, the same movements, you know, and it, it gets kind of just repetitive. And every once in a while, 
one of those 50 uh, copies will be somewhat decent. It's different. Here's, here's what I'll give you pushback on that. Let's again, let's keep using the example of TikTok. What floats to the top are the trends because the viewers are unoriginal. But if you did a deep dive, there are all sorts of wild people pushing the boundaries and doing wild things. And to some extent, that's true on every platform. Yeah. So sometimes I, um, when I'm scrolling through, I'll see this truck driver. He's talking about, you know, <laughs> I don't know how this, I've never looked okay. up truck driving, but he'll look up, you know, this is a fifth wheel and this is why you can't, you know, our clutches. Would you say he's Peterbilt? Um, actually, to, he's, he, he does talk about his Peterbilts from time to time. And he's like, yeah, I'm no uh, Mac truck driver. I'm a Peterbilt driver. They're talking about his different loads. And I'm like, how, how is I, this will I be one video. talk about loads. <laughs> but then i'll go and my next scrolled video will be some uh nico girl talking you know sitting on the on the floor you know Whoa, was that a hard r hard r nico yeah what girl. kind of girl a nico girl oh i misheard you no i didn't i didn't hear the r there so uh yeah it's you know people dress like cats and have the cat ears and the cat tail but that's about it They're i've like never heard about that that's wild yeah. uh n-e-k-k-o i want to say yeah, i think that's it yeah, uh, compared to a furry, which is all characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 agree. <laughs> I think there is. Uh, I think you you're, you're right in that the shallowness is kind of on the viewers because once they find something they like, that's all they kind of look for, and they kind of get that tunnel vision into that theme. Um, but I also agree that there are very few people that really are original that they really can put something out there every time and it'd be wow wow that's that's really interesting and, and unique to them so i i would still disagree i don't think that the three of us are looking at the dregs of social media where people are trying shit out and not getting traction it's oh, even hard to find those people uh, on some level they're buried you it's easy to get buried i mean Facebook's a perfect example of, of how quick things can get buried. Um, and, and I totally agree. There are Why? Because there's so many grandparents on it? Uh, that could be one reason. Um, I think that with all the social media, you have to know the ins and outs. And quite honestly, I don't spend enough time on them to know the ins and outs, to mm -hmm. know the right words to use, to hit the mm -hmm. right algorithms and, and all that stuff. So it's you're right. Things do, do There is content that gets buried that probably do really well if it wasn't so stuck in the mud yeah and then to a, to a further extent some people get shadow banned on different platforms where you know you might be subscribed to them but they never come up in your feed i've yeah. heard that term but i haven't i haven't really experienced that it it has been happening for the past year or two with let's call them controversial comedians and they All say right. things and basically it's like I listen to your podcast every week. I know when it comes out. How come YouTube is not showing me suggesting you anymore? Like, that's weird. I'm subscribed to you. And that appears in different ways throughout the different platforms. And, and, you, know, and you know, there's not right now, there's not really a way to prove that that's what they're doing. But yeah, you, like you said, you're subscribed to this person. And you know, at Tuesday at 7 p.m., whatever, they release an episode and it's, you know, 7.30 and it hasn't come out. And you know, if 
if they're not going to release an episode, they'll they'll say, "Hey, I got tied up. I couldn't do something today." So you you know there's a new episode, but you have to dig deeper than what you should to find what you should be normally watching or listening to. Yeah, and uh, platforms like Twitter and Reddit specifically, you know, admit to it. Yeah, I I agree that you know with Reddit's platform and their theory of I guess getting. Uh, getting your clout through what they call their karma. In some cases, it's almost impossible to because you have to post things, but in order to post things, you have to have karma or it gets taken back because your account's not old enough or your karma's not high enough. So you can never get stuck in it. I have one account that literally I have one karma no matter how much I try and change that because the moderators constantly delete any of the comments that I put in to try and build up my karma. So I, I totally see it. And you also hear it with, you know, Twitter does it with certain groups. Facebook has been accused of it recently with um, the more, I believe, the liberal media aspect of things. So it's definitely happening. And that's one of the, I guess, downsides or dangers of having such a monster conglomerate control a social media platform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so you bring up Reddit, and uh, like I said, I only recently started to use it before, uh, let's say this time last year, I couldn't be bothered by going on to it. But Isn't as, that how I met you? Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was looking for new guests on the show, uh, trying to break out, expand, and yeah, they said, you know, your, your account's not old enough, you don't have enough karma, so then... I looked up, well, how do I get quick karma? And they were like, well, just go on any cat lover site and just talk about how you have <laughs> yeah. a great cat. And, you know, because cat people are passionate about cats. So if you want to raise your karma, you go on the cat sites and just say, hey, what a great cat. I love your fur, baby. You know, things like that. You'll get thumbs up or upvotes for days. Dude, that's so obvious. I'm mad I never thought about that. Well, and, they, they even uh, note the thing and, uh, you know, make a nice comment about a, about a cat and if you're messaging anybody, it's that little yep. default thing of, you know, make a nice comment about a cat. I'm like, okay. The first time I saw it, I thought that was like that person specific, you know, default thing. And then I realized everybody has that as the default. Yeah. It's, it's really easy. You can't really go wrong with cat or dog people. I think cats are more, cat people are more passionate, but yeah, dog people are equally as passionate. So you want to raise oh, your, your car? Nah, cat people. No cat people are more passionate. Oh yeah. Cause, absolutely. Cause they're kind of crazy people. Like nine cats, no friends. You know what I mean? I have I have four cats, two dogs. How many girlfriends or wives? I have I have one wife okay, and two perfect. kids. That's all you need. I had to check. You gotta do the check. <laughs> and the fact that you're laughing, you get what I'm talking about with cat people. <laughs> oh, trust me, I'm well aware about the craziness of cat people. The thing the thing that accidentally got me, um, my karma on Reddit is like I had an account for well over a year and Listen, there's a certain type of speak you have to have on Reddit to not get downvoted. And then one day I'm on the Chicago Bulls subreddit and they were like, who's your favorite obscure player? And I mentioned Kirk Horace Grant. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Horace Grant was dope. That's the he thing. Wasn't, he wasn't obscure. Yeah. Who, Kirk? No, uh, Horace. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kurt Heinrich is one of those dudes who's like a Bulls legend and no one who's not a Bulls fan remembers him. So... I, I put Kirk Heinrich exclamation point. I got like 3000 karma to this day. I probably have 3083 or something like that. 
Jesus you're, Christ. Still, you're still getting a, a, a vote from something, what, years ago? I No, because <laughs> sadly, they give you one karma every time you post something yourself. <laughs> but it, like I said, that was the problem I'm having with my one account. It's I try and post something to make comments, and I'm not saying anything controversial. I'm not being an asshole about anything. You know, somebody's post, I like jujitsu. I'm like, I like jujitsu too. Your post has been denied because your account isn't old enough or you don't have enough karma. I'm like, what the fuck? It's time for you to, you know, start catcalling. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the cats. The <laughs> other the other thing is the formatting. So I usually, I uh, I release episodes on Monday. Uh, later that day when I come home from work, I'll put up on Reddit on the sharing thing. And it says, you know, you got to have this format of genre. And, hate that. Yeah. And there's been several times where I follow the same format. I have it written down so I don't mess up. And then like eight days later, it says this hasn't followed your format. It's the same. I, I do the same thing yeah, every Autobot. time. Yeah. And it's like, how, like, how is this not be, uh, following your format? It's exactly what you said. And I'm like, do I put it in the, the subject or do I put it in the, uh, the optional section? And I, I said, fuck it. Now I'm just going to put it in both. That way I, less likely for it to uh to get denied or whatever but well, their little icon is a robot and you mentioned the autobot so i'm just going to say it's the Decepticons are being control or controlling reddit i love your conspiracy theory because i'm all about fun conspiracy theories but it's definitely <laughs> an alien <laughs> but let's it, not uh, let that let's not let facts get in the way of a good conspiracy theory who needs who needs facts i mean especially living in america nobody leaves li- who leaves needs facts? facts it's 2020 we have email <laughs> And alternative facts. Yeah, your facts are just uh, yeah false ways to disprove your your conspiracy theories. I think the alien picture could be taken as a robot. That's 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 going to where my blend is for the conspiracies. Uh, you know what's funny? You're thinking specifically of that one Japanese robot that looks like it's wearing a motorcycle helmet. Like that exact type of robot is the one that <laughs> that's what you must be talking about. I mean, I which, yeah, I'm trying to think of myself. I, I almost had to look that up. Um, talking about like the, uh, the old Japanese. Uh, the, uh, if if, you've, ever seen, if like you've ever seen 30 rock, they had like a spoof of one. It's like <laughs> Ultraman or something like that. Something along those lines. Mega man type looking thing. Yeah. 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 I'll yeah, give when, you that one. When I look up alien motorcycle helmet, I get the predator, I get No, mostly. look up look up robot from 30 Rock. And uh-huh. also when I think of a robot, I think of like R2D2, I think of Danger Will Robinson, those types of robots. <laughs> also, actually I'm lying. First robot I always think of is uh the T eight hundred Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. <laughs> made of um you know living tissue over a cyber- cybernetic skeleton yeah <laughs> i love uh i love oh man now i can't think of uh there's a band that only does um songs relating to like arnold schwarzenegger uh, really yeah uh and for the life of me i cannot think of it but that's one of the songs is uh and uh, living tissue over endoskeleton Dude, I would join that band, and I would also join a John Claude Van Damme band. Um, I've that should been... just be the name of the band, John Claude Van, JCVD. Yeah. Well, 
a few months ago on my podcast, I declared that we're going to try to get Jean-Claude Van Damme on the show. I've reached out multiple times through various emails I found online for his representation. I'm yet to get a response. I think that I have Jean-Claude Van Damme money. I'm saying <laughs> a gallon of vodka and a couple grand. It's worth it. That's like my life mission. I bring my dad in for the podcast. It would be awesome. I would do the he splits. Would. He would do the splits. I would tear my groin. He would be fine. <laughs> he was a badass back in the early 90s. And then it just. Watch your mouth. He is a badass to this day. <laughs> um, to th- I, I, look, I looked it up. It's, it's Austrian Death Machine. That's the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, themed band. Well, it's fitting. He's from Austria. Yeah. And they're talking about a death machine. Oh, it so works. my band then will be the Muscles from Brussels, and it'll be the Jean-Claude Van Damme band. <laughs> and, and about your robot, are you talking about the silver guy? He's that, white. Like, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess he's white. But like, he's, he's got like silver paint and a silver a jacket. Theme. Well, then what am I looking at? I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see this other thing that looks very um, phallic-y with uh, red eyes and a red mouth. And a triangle nose. Okay, not to change the subject, but you remember that song, uh, Phil Collins in the air tonight or whatever? Yes. Okay. So my Jean Claude Van Damme band, Muscles from Brussels, is going to have only songs that sound like that. And then the hooks are going to be named after Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Like, so we can take your drum beats and stick them to a deer falling down a plastic slide and it'll work perfectly right holy shit yes absolutely you <laughs> that, are on point with that one that is the cover art right there <laughs> it better be somebody falling down the stairs it is a blood spot i think i've actually heard that song Kumite should be the name of the album right Umite could be your drummer. Oh, <laughs> oh! Everybody's got a name, a theme name for the band. Yeah, I Blood like sport. this guy. Where'd you find him, Hamity? Uh, Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Says robot aliens. Bunch of sluts. <laughs> hey, don't talk about our Jersey girls like that, even if it is true. Hey, you're in Jersey. I'm in New York <laughs> City. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. So I know about them Jersey girls. Oh, oh yeah. Tunnel rats. What, uh, what bar are you in? Uh, Uptown Manhattan. So did anybody else go to a Catholic school? Yeah, unfortunately. I did not. I'm oh, those girls. School. Yeah. Those, <laughs> those people I went to class with, no one has less than four kids. And some of them by, you know, two or three different guys. You know, they... <laughs> They put out as soon as they could. They got like, wild. Just that you're holding me back. I'll show you what I can do, mom. <laughs> Watch this trick. Actually, someone I went to high school with, the same age, her husband is older than her dad. And, you know, she's 37, 38. And her husband is in his late 50s, early 60s. Uh, so, That's yeah. not weird at all, right? No. I mean, age I, is just a number, right? 
Yeah, at, at, at point, yeah. <laughs> to, once, you're, once you're an adult, quote unquote, age is just nothing. It's nothing but a number. So I mean, hey, they're happy. They're happy. Yeah. Also, there are 50 year old dummies and there are 25 year old savants. Yeah, I mean, very on, true. On on the same note, I mean, yes, if you're 30 and you get with you know a 60 year old, you know, other than looks, no big deal. But if you're 30 and you get with a six-year-old, that's a completely different story. <laughs> or, you know what? Let's not even go that far. Because obviously, yes, that's a despicable behavior. But like, as someone, I'm 33. And, you know, I have nieces and nephews and they're all 25 and under. And I just meet their friends and I'm like, oh, that's weird. You you clearly have a crush on me instantly. I just met you. You're 19. <laughs> and like, that's kind of disgusting. I have nothing to talk to you about. Like, what would we? And I think that's it's like cheating. It's like putting in cheat codes in Grand Theft Auto just to like scoop up young girls. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, being 33, I remember back in high school when like sick, like 14 year old girls would be dating the 22 year old who just graduated a few years ago. And then, like, his little brother's still in high school. So then that's how they meet him because he buys the beer. And, like, that was normal. And now I look back on that. I'm like, that's fucking creepy. I I can say that there was an experience that a friend of mine had where I believe he was, I think we were seniors in high school. And he started dating this chick that he met in between, you know, over the summer at somebody's party or something that they were friends with. They started dating for about a week or two, and then he found out that she was only in eighth grade. And it was like, er, wow. breaks on that one. Um, yeah, maybe I should have asked how old you were. I haven't heard it like that, but I've heard it. I've also been there. I, uh, I was probably in my early 20s, and I met a girl, and everything was kosher. And then it turned out she was like 18. And I'm like, what? You? I met you at a fucking bar. And she was like, yeah, the bartender is my sister's friend. And I'm like, yeah, but eighteen and and you know, even I know it's not illegal. I dodged is... a bullet, but it could have been something else. You know, <laughs> no, she could have been sixteen. Well, that's that's a different story. You know what she's... I mean? Same story. She knows the girl. You don't know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you, you met her before. Did you meet her before she turned eighteen? No, I met her while she was eighteen, but she went to oh. a bar, so I assume she was at least twenty-one. Right. Yeah, but still, I mean that that age change isn't too horrific i mean it's not like she was underage it's not like you were 33 and she's 18 oh i know i i still put the notch on my belt don't get me wrong (laughs) (laughs) like i said each their own everybody as long as you're happy and nobody's getting hurt and everything's consensual keyword no one getting hurt and keywords consensual (laughs) no the thing about that is if you're too fucking young to consent you're just too young to consent then it's not consensual Right. Okay. Okay. So we, we agree with the flexible use of the word. Everything's flexible. <laughs> Except my dick. Uh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> yeah, it's at the end. Um, yep, sure do. <laughs> but there are those girls who are 15, 16 that think they are ready and, you know, say, yes, yes, I want to do this. Uh, but then they realize that they're only doing it for the story. They're only doing it because everyone else is. So they're they're still not in the right frame of mind. They're conceding to peer pressure. Can we be fair to... though? Can we be fair? Because we're focusing on girls. Young young dudes are like that too. No, like, they're just trying to stick anything they can. Yes. yes. 
Like even even we like all there. sofa cushions. <laughs> Pillows and stuffed teddy bears. Whatever couple, works. Couple times each. <laughs> my mom asked me one time why my teddy bear got a tracheotomy and I had to fucking <laughs> I had to make up an excuse. He was fucking he was choking. The Heimlich wasn't working. The dog got to him. Look, he's got throat <laughs> cancer, so uh, you know, he had to <laughs> cuz he eats too much pussy. It's HPV. <laughs> Kind of throat. <clears throat> it's it's it's. <laughs> I think with it's both. It doesn't matter if it's boy or girl at at that mid-teen level. I mean, they're not. Nobody's really doing anything for the right reasons, but they're mm-hmm. exploring mm-hmm. the world around them, and you know, things are going to happen. They're going to do things. It's the only way to really learn. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's important too. And that that's a thing that people forget nowadays, where it's like. Yeah, everything you learned, you made from you learned from making a mistake, and everyone is just trying to protect kids from making mistakes. And right, but there, I'll be honest. Like I said, got a bunch of nieces and nephews all under twenty five. No one's telling them how to make mistakes, right? So, like, my niece just went to college; she's a freshman, and uh, her first Friday there, I I hit her up and I was like, "Yo, bro, I know you're going to a party tonight, and." Uh, as soon as you start to feel buzzed, drink a Please. glass of water. No, no, drink a glass of water. <laughs> you don't have to keep pounding beers to keep getting more drunk. You're going to get more drunk anyway. And then start alternating water and beer. I'm not under the illusion she's not going to drink at college. Right. So I say that to her. She says, did you talk to mom? Did she tell you I was going to a party tonight? And I was like, no. I know what kids do and I know it's your first Friday at college and you're going to a fucking party. Let's be real about this. And then we talk for about an hour about, you know, the things to look out for. Yeah. Pandemic or not. You get your first opportunity away from the parents and you're gone. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think kids are being so coddled and sheltered that they're not being allowed to make the kind of mistakes that we did growing up which has kind of formed our worldview and things and, and how, to, how to really learn from those mistakes. You need to let kids some leeway so they can make mistakes. But I think you, you, you totally nailed it. You're, we're not giving our kids the opportunities to make mistakes at all, let alone even the bigger ones that we, we may have made. You know what I feel like it, people are doing? Uh, you know... Drugs. How? Oh. <laughs> yes, we're all, I'm currently not enough of them. Anyway, yes, agreed. Not the right ones either. Um, mm. What people are doing is, oh, fuck! I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking about drugs now. I'm thinking shrooms <laughs> immediately popped into my head. Aggressively, uh, people. Oh, what people are doing is uh, they're not giving their kids the tools to succeed in the real world, and it's kind of similar to. It's it's funny. Because if you look at the horseshoe paradigm, you have the far left and the far right, and both of them are so diametrically opposed that they actually behave in the same ways. So you look at the right from the 90s. They didn't want to do sex ed or, you know, 90s, 80s, 70s. They didn't want to do sex ed because of whatever reasons. And then statistically, their children were less prepared and more likely to catch STDs and, you know, get someone pregnant, pregnant because they were never talked to about the reproductive system or anything like that. And you look at it now and it's you see helicopter parents 
protecting their kids from the ills of the world, which I understand that notion. If you have something that you love to that level, you never want to see it hurt. Thousand percent, I get that. But the problem with that is you're doing the same thing and you're sheltering them at a level where they go into the world and they don't know how to handle anything. And to this point, uh, my, uh, my, my niece who's in college and my nephew who is 17 and he's a senior in high school or something, both of his mothers were uncomfortable with talking about sex with them. I had the conversation with them. I taught both of them how to put a condom on a banana. Like that's, but that's wild that you have to have an uncle to do that for you. Cause if I wasn't there, those kids wouldn't know. They wouldn't ask their parents. I would hope that they will go on Google. But the fact that you're not comfortable having that conversation with your kid, that's weird to me. I think that a lot of parents rely on technology to teach your kids some of the things. And, you know, I, one of the girls that I spoke to, um, lady, um, she works for an organization that's working to decriminalize sex work. And one of the things that she was doing when she was younger, like junior high kind of level, was she was an advocate for actually based, you know, sex ed because of the same things you were talking about. They were being taught in the state she was in at that time, you know, abstinence only and, you know, don't talk about it. It won't happen. They won't know about it. And I think that's kind of the mentality that they had that, well, if we don't tell them about it, they won't ever know about it, which is just completely the wrong way to do it. What's wild about that too, right? Is the generation that preaches abstinence only is the generation fucking in the back of a pickup truck when they were 14. Yeah. Well, it's, it's do as I do, as I say, not as I do. And you know, I have yes. soon to be 15 year old. I have a 12 year old. And I like to think that I have a good rapport and relationship with my oldest because we talk about a lot of stuff. And we Did you show him the time. banana technique yet? I did not have to show him the banana technique. Um, fortunately, my school educational system is a little more modern. So they were talking about that. I didn't have to go over that stuff. But we had to talk and it's about being responsible. And you know, we talk very strongly about consent and understanding that he doesn't... He may think he's consenting to something, but he doesn't really know what's going on. But I'm also of the mind that he's going to do things. So the more information I get him to prepare yes. him for things, yes. the better off he'll be. And and honestly, that's if if you're a reasonable person, like on the other end, that's how we should treat everyone. Give them all the information, and you should be able to decipher what is real and what is not. And it sucks that. You know, nowadays people can't do that so much, but in an ideal world, like you're doing with your son or I'm doing with my nieces and nephews, I try to set that baseline and then you go ahead and you just feed him info. He comes to me when he, ha- when he needs to, he knows that I will talk to him about anything. I'm not going to, you know, get mad at him for asking me something, whether it's about drugs or sex or whatever. So, like I said, I think, I think I've, I think I've done well by him so far. Can I ask you a question? Would would you be willing to tell us the most awkward question he might have asked you? Like made you feel uncomfortable personally where you're like, ah, too soon or or something, anything. Or maybe something that surprised you because you didn't realize he was aware of certain things. It's I, I don't recall 
everything that we spoke about or, or the specific questions he had, but we we definitely had a very in-depth conversation. Um, nothing surprised me. I was I don't recall having anything sitting and go, wow, I can't believe he asked that, or you know, that was a good question kind of thing. It was just it was a nice, relaxed conversation between the two of us. And that's kind of the way I wanted it. I didn't want him to be stressed out about it because I think if he was stressed out, then if something else came up, he wouldn't maybe feel as comfortable to talk to me about it. So I don't, I can't really answer that because it doesn't, there's nothing that really stuck in my head as being that overwhelming wow factor to it. Yeah, that's a legit answer. And honestly, wish I had a parent like you growing up. I remember there were so many things that like, I just hid from my parents just because like the default was lie to your parents yeah. back then. You know, like, oh, who is this person? I don't know. She's just a friend from school. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I said, my I guess my theory on on educating my kids and, and helping them grow and develop is, you know, give them tools that I think would are gonna make them a, a productive, good member of society. You know, yes. try and teach them critical thinking. I, I try and teach them how to argue properly without, you know, turning to curses and name calling and, and nonsense. Yep. Emotions. You know, it's, it's all about being rational and logical and, and you don't have to raise your voice. You know, I think the big thing that I threw at them was raise your argument, not your voice. Hmm. I read that somewhere and I, Oh, I should get that it. tattooed on my body. <clears throat> I, I, I heard that once and it just stuck with me and I absolutely loved it. And that's the one thing I throw at them. Every time they start raising their voice, I mean, it's like, Hey, slow down, raise your argument. Then we can talk. I, I, okay. So I have another question for you and this is to help me. You are from New Jersey, so you clearly have experience with Puerto Ricans. <laughs> yes. As a Puerto Rican, my baseline voice is this. You can hear it sometimes in the podcast. And a lot of times I'll I'll be passionate about something like, hey, babe, you need to put the vegetables in the crisper and not on the shelf. You know, but I, I, I'm just like at Samuel L. Jackson level constantly. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's, can, I, can, I, can I add something real quick? Yes, please. So, so is the crisper what she calls her vagina? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call her asshole. <laughs> it's it's about knowing the people that you're talking to. I mean, it, obviously, there's way people talk. You know, some people are a little louder, a little more boisterous than others. But you know, you're having a conversation at one level, and they start getting. You can see that they're getting agitated. That's where it's a matter of raising your argument, but not your voice, kind of thing. So you can be passionate. I'm going to start thinking about that. I'm going to try to think about that. And um, it, it might be one of those things where I never speak to you again, but I will remember this conversation because I became a better man. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, this is, that's absolutely the, the title of this, uh, this show is raise your, raise your argument, not your voice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Like I said, I heard that once years ago and it just, it stuck with me because it's, it's the perfect way to kind of squash any, nasty argument with just raise your argument not your voice there's there's no reason why we have to scream at each other do the name calling that we see you know we don't have civil discourse anymore and i think the more we can do to to cultivate civil discourse and bring back you know talking to people um the more civil we'll get and, and the less alternative effects that we'll have dude once people resort to name calling i know they lost yep and then I try to wind it down in a way to make them look like assholes. <laughs> I like doing so, Like you calling me a name will get me to lower my voice and make you look like an asshole. You know what I mean? I, um, I was, 
I don't know if you were on before when we mentioned it, but I, I was a police officer for a while. And one of my favorite things to do when we were in situations where people were screaming was to talk really, really softly. Yep. So they could see that I was moving my mouth and they're like, what? I can't hear you. I'm like, well, then, you know, I'm just talking at a normal voice, you know, going down with me. And you can de-escalate things that way. And it was a tool that I employed a lot and it worked a lot. I kind of do it with my kids every once in a while. <clears throat> but it yeah. brings us back down to a tone where we can talk rationally and civilly. And it's also going to, you know, drop the energy down dramatically. Yeah. Or just, you know, you come into a situation. Hey, what's going on? You yeah. know, like people sometimes just want to be heard. Yeah. I think I got to start using that with my wife because I know I, I'm German and Irish Italian. So I, I will get loud. I will get passionate. And yeah, it's she, neither one of us want to give in. So we'll, we're both arguing. And as the argument goes on, it'll start somewhat calm and then just escalate until like, I haven't had the cops called, but you know, that I can get loud and then she'll get upset. And, you know, uh, yeah, I got, I got to bring it down. nice smooth and, you know, work it out later type of thing. So. Right. And sometimes you got to walk away. I mean, it's a matter of, yep. there's a lot of factors to go into. Like you said, sometimes people just want to be heard. You give somebody a, a chance to, to voice their, their thought, their opinion of the situation. And that's all they wanted was just somebody to listen to them. And then they'll, they'll be able to kind of be a little more rational and reserved and, and willing to listen to the other side. <clears throat> but when you get two people that are really stubborn and you know, both feel that they're absolutely 100% right, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, I'm over that stubborn shit. I'm more about <laughs> pacifying. I've, I've been attacked by, I don't know, I think every single girlfriend I've had, like official girlfriend, has physically attacked me. But that's because, here's the thing, that's because they start the war and I know how to end every fucking war. Like, I will go to your heart and talk about, like, your relationship with your parents. And I know that's <laughs> fucked up, but, I mean, you went there now, working are, on it. Are all of your uh, significant others, have they all been some type of Spanish or have you? Nah, I'm, I'm the United Colors of Benetton. <laughs> uh, my current girlfriend is uh, Tibetan. Wow. <laughs> I've been with Chinese. I've been with Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, which I stopped at around 20 because they're too crazy and remind me of my sisters and mom. You, you learn better. <laughs> I, I love the whites. Gotta say, love the whites. Nothing like a good white girl, dark hair, green eyes. Ugh, oh, it's a lovely for combination. It. Yeah. <clears throat> um, about dark hair, light eyes. All of them. I've hit most continents, including Australia. I haven't had an African from Africa. Just an African-American. Uh, I got a Canadian. No one from Greenland. Well, uh, you got Canadians yeah, close enough, content. aren't they? Wait, what about Canadians? So they're close enough to Greenland, aren't they? Nah, that doesn't count. <laughs> I'm being proper about this. I've been so, out of the game for over 20 years, so yeah. Good for uh, you. That means you won early. Oh, I, I won when I was 19. It just took my wife a little longer to realize. <laughs> yeah i could see that i mean <laughs> that's my wife she just don't know it yet <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it was i mean she walked into the place i was working on I'm like uh, i'm done i'm in love yo that's so and crazy that's so crazy like i've had that situation 
where you meet a girl instantly and you're like, yo, I want to marry this bitch. And then a couple every now and then you get to, you know, you get to date them. In your case, you actually married her. Well, it took a it took a few years. I mean, hell, there was a whole year where she didn't even talk to me because I freaked her out when I told her that I didn't even say we were getting married like anytime soon. It wasn't reference that. It's like, you know, we're gonna get married someday. It was kind of casual like that, and she just flipped it, lost it, and she's like, "All right, I can't talk to you. I can't, I can't, I can't do anything. I, I can't be near you." I'm like, that that just weirded me. Out. I'm like, "All right." So I went to the idea of you know when you're uh, what is the uh, the saying? you love something, let it go. If it's meant to be, it'll come back. And, or it, yeah. if it's meant to be, it'll be. And, you know, I let her go do her thing. She went to college for a year or so. And out of the blue, she hit me up. And we've been together since October of 99. You think maybe it's weird because you said it on a podcast? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem talking about my life. It's, you know. Everybody no, I mean in '99. Obviously, uh, it's a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> on podcast '99, he was like, was "Yeah, I'm going to marry awesome. this girl." <laughs> it was a newsletter. The radio. <laughs> I went to my local new radio station, and then at the bottom, you were like, "Guys, check out this new bookstore. It's called Amazon.com." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I saw my AOL address, email address. So you know, yo, yo, my my current girlfriend, and you know what? I hope you're listening to this at some <laughs> point, especially after we break up. And I know you're not home right now, so I'm being bold. But let's be real. You still have an AOL email address. I cannot marry someone with an AOL email address. Sorry, babe. <laughs> like, I have, that, I have is an is email. That, no, yeah. that's her main. That's her only email. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that like a, a secondary account that she just hasn't oh. closed? Or that's that's number one. That's it. <laughs> nah, I think she's she's still waiting for the one that got away on AIM. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's just keeping MySpace. the account open. Going back to MySpace. Yo, I, I, mean, called her, I called her on ICQ the other day. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. That, that was that was shorter lived than AIM. <sighs> Yeah, it was. I like it. It was just it showed up on on your phone. You're like, who the fuck is this? I don't. Know, what, yeah. what is this? But I I made a reference to someone who's actually older than me a couple of episodes ago about uh something about renting DVDs from Netflix, and they said it's a it's a streaming site. I'm like, that's not how it started. I'm like, you're older than I. You should know that. You know, you got it in the mail. You watched it. You sent it back. You know, the red envelope. Uh, yeah, they still do that. Yeah, but like she was like, no, they're streaming only. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what they are now. But uh, it was always once they started that integration of just starting to stream. It's like, all right, I want to watch this movie. Well, Did you delete him from was... your contacts? No, she <laughs> you probably uh... should have. She, yeah, no, the battle was t- between them and Blockbuster. Yeah, the Blockbuster battle had a was Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> John Travolta even thinks that you should delete her from your contact. <laughs> Waterworld. Ooh, Waterworld. They're old school, horrible flicks that completely flopped. There's Waterworld. I'm glad you think Waterworld sucks. A lot of people liked it. I thought that was terrible. I saw it in the theaters because my dad gave no fucks. And uh, yeah, Waterworld was terrible. Wyatt Earp was terrible. Oh, no. um, yeah, Tombstone. Fuck that. Oh, you're you're killing me, man. Yeah, Tombstone man. Is one of the best movies ever. I absolutely love Tombstone, Last mainly because of, the, of Val Kilmer. Last of the Mohicans. Awesome I'm, movie. Long I'm movies, naming but awesome movies movie. I saw as a kid with my dad, and I'm like, these all suck. 
<laughs> and I love them all because they're to me they're they're rooted in history. Obviously, there's some creative license going on with them, but I'm a huge history buff, so I love those movies for that oh, reason. I love it. I love a movie when it's rooted in the future. And I also saw Terminator Two in theaters. It was amazing. <laughs> so I saw the original Batman with Val Kilmer. And, yes. Uh, Wait, what? I, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What did you say? Wait, the original Batman yes. had Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, Get I'm sorry. Um, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Jack Nich- Nichols, son, Nicholas. Damn Nich- it. Nicholson. Yeah. So I saw that in the drive-thru. And I, what are you on? <laughs> so apparently not enough. Um, I, I remember seeing that in the drive-thru, you know, and for some reason, I remember wearing my shorts backwards. So I went to go get some candy. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, let me go grab some money. Why are my shorts on backwards? Well, now I can't put them on the correct way. What drugs were you on before you went to the theater? As a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I was on <coughs> mommy's milk. And <laughs> oh, your mom does PCP? That's wild. Uh, I wouldn't put it past her. I, you, I've told you some stories about my mom. So, yeah, she is. she's colorful. I'm, your mom's uh, black? <laughs> <laughs> Colorful. Yeah, she might have (laughs) lively. Um, Yeah, she she tells me, um, I'm not sure exactly who your father is. I'm pretty sure I got it down to two people. I'm pretty sure it's this guy. It could be this guy. I'm not sure. It was the 70s. Who knows? Free love, lots of sex, and drugs. Like, free love was the 60s. She was just late, and she was shouting free love while she was fucking dudes. Well, seventies was all about orgies and very furry pies. Cocaine, lots of cocaine, <laughs> or as I call it, blow cane. <laughs> so, have, has anyone seen the new Borat movie? I have not. I need oh, to watch it. Though. It's 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 definitely worth a watch. But yeah, that's one of the scenes where somehow they said, "Oh, let me see your hair." Well, she the uh, hair girl is what fifteen, sixteen, lifts up her hair, and it's just like her pubic pubic hair is just spilling out like down to her knees and stuff. And then, it's like that scene from Scary Movie. Yeah, and then she does. They're at this rich, fancy place. I forget what it is. And they're the Borat and the daughter are doing a, 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 a ethnic dance or something. Well, it shows her like with a like a full bloody you know uh panties and she's lifting it up and, and <laughs> it's like a whole scene uh-huh. of h- him and his daughter and how she just started to menstruate oh that's just typical borat but yeah it was definitely worth a watch i might have to watch it again and I, I i just saw that it was available i saw it was coming out i didn't realize it was out already yeah nor did i i thought I was just watching advertisements for the anticipated release. I just want to see because of all the stuff that they got with uh, Giuliani and some of the other. That's kind of where my focus has been with that. Yeah, it's uh, definitely an uncomfortable scene. I'll put it that way. (laughs) And have to do a better piece of shit. I don't know. Um... Does anybody remember what would happen? I, I think, uh, Mike, you might be old enough for this. Uh, what C-SPAN 2 would turn into at a certain time of night? 
Are you talking about the squiggly lines that used to yes. be kind of sort of porn stuff? I miss those days where, <laughs> like, you know, at what, 9 p.m. or whatever, C SPAN will go from this political, oh, C SPAN 2, sorry. It would go from this political talk, and all of a sudden you get the, the squig, or the uh, scramble TV. I miss scramble TV, where every once in a while you'd get two or three seconds. It wasn't scrambled, and you're like, oh, the this, is the, this is the life. I, <laughs> I think I saw a vagina. It might be two girls in there. I don't know. That's good enough for me. Matt likes his babies like he likes his eggs and television. Scrambled. Cooked. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Either it's scrambled. That's kind of a... Uh, scrambled baby? You put a whisk up there? So, <laughs> you know what that is <laughs> is, is it too late for this hanger no oh, okay so uh, all the way up to seven months since you brought up old school style porn i used to work at a warehouse um and that's <laughs> all they sold was dvds and toys we'll call it and some of the really old school 70s superstars just it, a completely night and day from what the porn stars look like nowadays to what they did in the seventies. I want to know why they the the old school porn on VHS came in those giant boxes. They were like two foot by two foot. I mean, you could not put them in a regular bag. You had to like ho- hopefully you had a giant like uh, you know sweater or something and put it under there. And you had this giant square markup. I don't, why did it that look- was the discreet packaging? I honestly think that that's a case of uh, two Americas, like white America, minority America. You guys like bought them from like back rooms of rental houses with huge boxes. Yet back in the hood, they used to buy them off the street at a stand. It would be the VHS. There is no cover. You just like tuck it under something and shit like that. Like I remember I was I was. I was looking around my dad's fucking workshop and then under some piece of fucking high tech equipment. Sorry, dad. It was, uh, what was it? Black nuts, white sluts, like some, (laughs) yo. And then I watched it and I'm like, Whoa. And then I hit it somewhere different. And then I used to watch that rub one out when I was like 11 or 12, it was the kids got it easier this days though. They we do. Had it's to, unbelievable. We had to struggle that you had to make sure you rewound it to the exact moment that you started pre- that you pressed play on. Yep. Now kids just come up. It's DVD. It's going to start wherever it starts. And dude, dude, you know what? It was so much work. You didn't even rewind it. You would like have a ruined orgasm because she stopped doing reverse <laughs> cowgirl exactly when you thought you were going to nut. I thought <laughs> I had five more seconds. Come on. Yes, exactly. It gets me so mad. That's why I don't watch compilations online because as soon as you get into it, they switch it. Fuck that. <laughs> and whenever it's whenever it's two girls, it's always highlighted on the less attractive girl, and it's like, no, go to the other one. But no, okay, one. okay. So listen, I don't. This is a theory that I'm sure is true because I've worked in the film industry, but I don't know anyone in porn. And I, I bet you guys will believe in this. The uglier girl gets a lower fee. That's why the ugly girl, if you ever see two girls and a dude, it's always the ugly girl who catches anal. And you're like, oh, they didn't want to pay her extra for anal. That's what they do. And then when they do that, you see the hot girl mostly just is encouraging and rubbing the ugly girl's clit while she takes it in the butt. 
I don't know if this is that kind of podcast, but that's just my observation. Pattern recognition. Call me a genius. I never took the SATs. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me there's other <laughs> styles of porn out there? Besides missionary, yes, you no, Mormon. Be, besides <laughs> anal. <laughs> oh, well, he's okay. a Mormon. He's got an extra wife. <laughs> so when we're talking about the old, the the found tapes, it was never a volume one. It was always like a volume twelve or like yeah. seventeen. Like we're in the first five. <laughs> Want to see the first five? The, the the originals are the 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 go to. Those are, those are prized possessions. You know, well, you not nah, as VHS tapes. They used to burn out eventually. You play them too many times, and you just can't play it again. It's over. Just like the vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get to that. You you see wherever the last person who rented this or stole it from where where they where their favorite scene was because that would always be the, the glitchy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Glitchy. I never even thought about that. If you rent the movie that wasn't rewound, like you're just going to catch it at their money shot. And also, holy wow, shit, you, you should have been watching that. <laughs> yeah, because you you know what you're done. You hit stop and, and maybe eject, but you're not you, you're not rewinded. And who had one of those standalone rewinding machines? You know, which I were, did. My parents <laughs> did. It was awesome. It changed my life. We rented so many VHSs. They got it. Oh, my God. So were, were you ever charged for not rewinding your tape? Many times. <laughs> I used to just watch WrestleMania all the way through. And then my dad, next week, he would go to rent more movies. And he'd be like, you didn't rewind three different movies. And that was like my job. Even if it was their movie, I had to rewind it. So he'd be pissed. And then we bought a rewinder and it was over. I had a friend growing up his parents would go on like a Friday night and rent like three or four movies and then record them onto a different VHS. So they had a whole library of like every fucking movie possible. Wait, we weren't friends. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like back in the day, it started as two separate VCRs. And then when they made the dual VCR, it was like, you want us to pirate this shit. Exactly. Yeah. We know you're already doing it. So well, you just do it on one machine. There's only one Make connection. Yeah. Sinking's easier. You don't have to, you know, Hit start on here and record over here. Dude, I said this on my last podcast. Matt, you you weren't there for it. On my last podcast, I said the first thing that I ever recorded was the music, uh, the music video for Mariah Carey's Always Be My Baby, where she's like in the Daisy Dukes on the swing hanging from the tree in the middle of the field at night, but she has perfect lighting. <laughs> My uh, my go to record thing was for my mom. It was always the the original Miami Vice, you know. So it would come on. I'd hit record, and sometimes I I'd forget to hit uh, you know, pause to take out the commercials or hit unpause once the show came back on. Next thing you know, you'd be five minutes into the episode, and you know, Kraken's getting shot or something. I don't know. The black the guy's cr- who's the black guy? Tubbs. Tubbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your Michael, mom was into Tubbs. <laughs> Tubs and Coke. <laughs> Whatever. Miami Vice. Tubs of Coke. <laughs> Look, I, that's I, the I, 80s. I'll tell tubs you what he Coke. can do with his uh, his sawed off shotgun. I'll tell you that. Nah, <laughs> I don't think it's sawed off. I think it's full length. <laughs> Double barrel 12 gauge. Come on, man. That stock. About trying pure to... wood. <laughs> Oak. <clears throat> Mahogany. Look, that, talk, about trying, talk about trying to, to get those things to, to time perfectly. Have either of you ever experienced um, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz together stoned? Yes, 
First time I tried to do it, it was rough. Last time I tried to do it, it was on YouTube perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> was that a private show so you didn't get pulled? <laughs> no, it was some regular shit, bro. It's not Bet Mittler, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no place to like home. I'll Wind tell beneath you that my much. wings. Bro, I said that. Don't, don't, don't say that. I sung that on my podcast for about eight seconds and we got pulled instantly from YouTube. That's because you had Bet Mittler. Yeah. Or at least you were trying to ruin a Bet Mittler song. Yeah, we could talk about her. We just can't sing it. <laughs> we just got to call her BM. Yeah, we can't go further than a BM. Baby moms. <laughs> Um, before we go on, uh, Mike, uh, remind yes. everyone where people can find you. Um, I am the host of a show or podcast called Adding Context. Uh, you can follow us at addingcontext.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit under Adding Context. <clears throat> a little more subdued conversation. It's, it's more um, kind of educational, conversational. Uh, I've had some really interesting guests on. The most recent episode, I was speaking to the first woman to be given the title of Master Bourbon Distiller since Prohibition. Oh, cool. So that was a fun one because as I've gotten older, I've kind of started to enjoy bourbon more. So getting the understanding of what bourbon is and how to properly taste it and how it's made and all that was fun for me. My, my wife works at a, a high-scale liquor store, so she had to take all those tests of, you know, the bourbons, where they're from, all the, you know, whiskeys and stuff like that, and all, you know, everything like that. So she's like, here, help me uh, help me test for this, and all those French names for, like, all the wines and stuff. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to spell it out for you, because I can't pronounce them. But, uh, Thief, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, it's funny you ask that. You can find me at Metal World Thief on all social media platforms. You can find the Flapping Gums podcast on YouTube and anywhere that you download any of your podcasts from. Okay. Um, so do we have any other old fogey stories that we want to talk about? Or do we want to end it here? Like the time that old man tried to touch my bunghole at <laughs> communion? Or... So, so you said try like he attempted and failed I'm or... agile as fuck <laughs> I thought you were going to say you kind of made it a little easier for him <laughs> yeah. they're so, older so you know you have to you know, lead him a little bit I, I, a... I, I lack empathy I'm sorry I was a little disappointed right so when I was a child I was a boy I was a boy scout I was an altar boy and, and nobody wanted to touch you no I, I'm like is something <laughs> wrong with me I mean yeah. I thought I thought I had a nice supple ass that you know the the guy you were too to straight for them see he thought he had a supple ass but he was more like Ethan Suppley <laughs> <laughs> who was Ethan Suppley <laughs> He was the big guy from Varsity Blues. The big, uh, the big guy from Varsity Blues, the fat guy from uh, Butterfly Effect, and also the fat guy from Boy Meets World, who is the uh, sidekick to Harley. Okay. <laughs> there was another uh, thing he was on, too. Crap. What else was he in? He's on a million things. Uh, yeah. uh, my name He's is apparently, Earl. like, bulked up. and My name's Earl. That's a big one for him. That's the one I was thinking of. Is he the like the rosy cheeked guy who's like in the background of all these shots that like everyone has seen has seen him but no one knows who he is? No, he's he... the fat guy from Remember the Titans. We've given you some fucking seminal films, and you still don't know who he is, which is sad. He had a great line of mall rats. He was in mall rats. That's right. Oh, at, at it's Mallrats a fucking is... sailboat. <laughs> oh, okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> so then he was in um. 
Uh, one of those Nickelodeon shows, right? Like Hey Dude or uh, No. Salute Your Shorts. Nope. That, that was a different fat kid. That's Donkey Lips. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you kind of look like. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. It's okay. I've heard worse from my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to sip my tea like there's something in there. Um, yeah, um, I I think that kind of wraps up wraps up everything. Um, unless there's something anyone else has to add, I think we'll end it here. Sounds good. Mike. I would just like to say thank you for having me. And hey, Mikey Sachs, we're going to be in contact soon. We're going to have you on the flapping gums. Nah, mate. Sounds good. Let me know. Sounds good. All right, <laughs> so Mike Thief, thanks everybody. Thanks for joining me. Uh, and thanks see you next time. On. Have a good one. All right, thank you. Bye bye. You have been listening to That's Crazy Cast with Matt Hamity. I want to thank everyone who stayed this long to listen to what we had to say. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. Now, if you didn't like the show, you can share that to the people you don't like as much. Feel free to send all questions and possible future topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com. That's M-H-A-M-I-D-Y photo at gmail.com it may just end up on a future episode stay safe but keep the crazy coming see you next time everybody